Hey, Wiki listeners, it's Rachel. And Victor, did you know I host the fantastic NYC Talent Show every Monday night at the Parkside Lounge in New York City? It's an off-off Broadway showcase where you can see New York's underground performance art up close. We've got weekly special guests like Colin Quinn, Janine Garofalo, Tone Bell, and lots more. Use the code WIKILISTEN for a special discount on tickets when you go to nyctalentshow.com. That's nyctalentshow.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is the Wikipedia page for yarn bobbing. Welcome to Wikilisten, the podcast where we read Wikipedia pages and provide commentary. I'm Rachel Teichman, LMSW. And I'm Victor Varnado, KSN, reminding you to subscribe. Yes, please subscribe so you can get more content like this. I think that yarn bombing is probably some of the cutest things I've ever seen. What's the cutest thing you've ever seen? I don't want to try and narrow it down. I'm just saying that yarn bombing is one of them. I didn't say that I picked a cutest thing. And I'm not going to be forced to right now. Yarn bombing. Yarn bombing or yarn bombing is a type of graffiti or street art that employs colorful displays of knitted or crocheted yarn or fiber rather than paint or chalk. It is also called wool bombing, yarn storming, guerrilla knitting, nefiti, urban knitting, or graffiti knitting. I think of those, my favorite is graffiti knitting. (laughs) My favorite is guerrilla knitting. All right. We're at odds, I guess. Motivation. While other forms of graffiti may be expressive, decorative, territorial, sociopolitical, commentary, advertising, or vandalism, yarn bombing was initially almost exclusively about reclaiming and personalizing sterile or cold public spaces. It has since developed with groups graffiti knitting and crocheting worldwide, each with their own agendas and public graffiti knitting projects being run. According to Manuela Farinosi and Leopoldina Fortunati, yarn bombing has become synonymous with the current feminist movement due in part to the reclamation of the traditionally feminine arts of knitting and or crocheting to partake in the traditionally masculine and male-dominated graffiti scene. 
The women and girls who make up the yarn bombing subculture are diverse in race, age, sexuality, class, etc., and create space for themselves and their art everywhere from college campuses to public parks. The creation and preservation of space is what motivates some of the participants, some of whom have never been able to access a political art space before. In her article about yarn bombing, Joanna Mann explains the balance between the art and politics. Yarn bombing, I argue, does more than feminize the city, for the whimsy with which it is imbued has the capacity to increase our attentiveness to habitual worlds in a series of micro-political gestures. McGovern finds that yarn bombing may also be used to contradict the idea of women as homemaker by bringing such traditionally feminine art into public space. See, I never thought of graffiti and street art as male-dominated, but I guess maybe it is. I think it is. History. The practice is believed to have originated in the U.S. with Texas knitters trying to find a creative way to use their leftover and unfinished knitting projects, but it has since spread worldwide. The start of this movement has been attributed to Magda Sayeg from Houston, who says she first got the idea in 2005 when she covered the door handle of her boutique with a custom-made cozy. Houston artist Bill Davenport was creating and exhibiting crochet-covered objects in Houston in the 1990s, and the Houston Press stated that Bill Davenport could be called the grand old man of Houston crocheted sculpture. Artist Shannon Scolian was knitting stump cozies in 2002 for Clear Cuts in Oregon. The Knit Knot Tree by the Jaffa Girls in Yellow Springs, Ohio, gained international attention in 2008. What I wouldn't do for a stump cozy. I want to see a stump cozy, because that sounds awesome. The movement moved on from simple cozies with the innovation of the stitched story. The concept has been attributed to Lauren O'Farrell, who created her street art under the graffiti knitting name Deadly, <laughs> Deadly Knit Shade from London, UK, who founded the city's first graffiti knitting collective, Knit the City. The stitched story concept uses handmade amigurumi creatures, characters, and items to tell a narrative or show a theme. This was first recorded with the Knit the City collective's Web of Woe installation in August 2009. Wiki listeners, you can help support us by listening to this quick message while you go crochet a tree. Thank you for listening to that message, Wiki listeners. We really appreciate it. There's lots more going on in the world of yarn bombing. So let's get to it. The Knit the City Collective were also the first to use O'Farrell's term, yarn storming, to describe their graffiti knitting as an alternative to the more popular term, yarn bombing. Yarn bombing's popularity has spread throughout the world. In Oklahoma City, the collected thread store yarn bombed the Plaza District of the city on the 9th of September 2011 to celebrate their three-year anniversary as a functioning shop. And in Australia, a group called the Twilight Taggers refer to themselves as fiber artists. Joanne Matvichuk of Lethbridge, Alberta founded International Yarn Bombing Day, which was first observed on the 11th of June 2011. Although yarn bomb installations are typically found in urban areas, Stephen Dunier, a.k.a. Yarn Bomber, was the first to introduce it into the wilderness with numerous permitted objects in Los Padres National Forest beginning in 2012. 
The Craft Club Yarn Bombers, Emma Curley, Helen Thomas, Gabby Atkins, Claire Whitehead, and Rebecca Burton in Essex became Guinness World Record holders in 2014 for the largest display of crochet sculptures when they yarn bombed a children's hospice with 13,388 crocheted items. That December, they brought yarn bombing to their community with their postbox yarn bombs. Yarn Bombing Los Angeles, YBLA, is a yarn bombing collective located in Los Angeles, California. The collective describes themselves as a group of guerrilla knitters who have been collaborating since 2010. They hold monthly meetings to develop plans for events, share techniques, develop their collective community, etc. They currently have 10 plus projects in progress throughout the Los Angeles and nearby communities. And by currently, we mean whenever this was last updated, which it looks like was around 2018. I'm still stuck on the name Deadly Knit Shades. That's so funny to me. (laughs) In Inverclyde, the Wee Crafty Yarn Bombers Bollard covers in 2019 were followed by Pillar Box Yarn Bombing by Fiddly D Crafts in the 2020 festive season. (laughs) Legality. While yarn installations called yarn bombs or yarn storms may last for years, they are considered non-permanent and unlike other forms of graffiti can be easily removed if necessary. Nonetheless, the practice is still technically illegal in some jurisdictions, though it is not often prosecuted vigorously. Alice McGovern highlights that a possible reason for this is that yarn bombing is often done by white middle-class women and it is seen as harmless fun it is deemed more as street art and less as graffiti which is enforced much more strictly criticisms yarn bombing has been under some scrutiny for the potential negative environmental impact that the yarn can have when placed on plant life yarn can restrict sap production on trees and constrict growth the knitted material requires removal and cleaning up if left behind Installations become soggy and synthetic fibers litter the environment. The street artist Olek, Agata Oleksiak, has yarn-bombed New York City icons such as the Wall Street Bull and the Astor Place Cube. They faced legal trouble after their unauthorized installation in an underwater museum allegedly damaged marine life, the very cause they were attempting to raise awareness for. Bullock also makes public statements with their work, such as blanketing a woman's homeless shelter in Delhi in 2015 or installing an underwater cozy at the Cancun Underwater Museum. By demonstrating on yarn-bombed tricycles, the Knit Your Revolt tricycle gang in Queensland protests anti-bikey laws that outlaw motorcycle gangs. They're protesting anti-bikey laws. Okay, so they're against them outlawing motorcycle gangs. They're they're for motorcycle gangs. It sounds like it. Okay, got it. Advertising campaigns have capitalized on the yarn bombing trend. Knit the City was commissioned by Toyota to create a 2013 installation in London. London K creates yarn bomb graffiti and in addition to her art installations, creates advertisement yarn bombs for brands like Valentino and Miller Lite. Kay has received backlash for her installations when they are hung in public unauthorized, and one installation in Bushwick called Moonshine Kingdom was met with argument that graffiti spray is prosecuted as illicit while white trendy yarn graffiti is not criminalized. 
public outcry concerning the installations labeled this type of graffiti a symbol of gentrification. Although an article by the New York Times claims a double standard in criticism of yarn bombing and that women's work is seen as cutesy and inherently less valuable. I mean, I'm all about graffiti and street art. I do think that yarn bombing is probably significantly easier to remove than paint. I would have to agree with you. <laughs> yeah. But still, if people don't want it, I mean, it. I think it looks cool. I also think graffiti looks cool. And I wish people would designate more areas for graffiti, but I don't mind that people kind of like go for it with graffiti anyway, because I like to see it. Yeah, I do too. This has been the Wikipedia page for yarn bombing. Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. You can find us at wikilisten.com and on all social media and on TikTok at Wikilisten, except for Twitter, which is at wiki underscore listen. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts because it really does help us out. And don't forget to smash that subscribe button with your crochet hook. If there's a particular Wikipedia page you'd like us to read, let us know. We will read it. 